You're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 372 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host this week, she's back, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I exist. At least until another horror movie comes up. <laughs> yeah. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagans. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And we had to bring him on, the man, the myth, the legend, direct from our YouTube channel. It's Mr. Adam Wallyhawk. Hey, glad to be back. Welcome. You, the listener, are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where four friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk a little bit of news, and then we've got our review of the newest movie, direct to Netflix, Kate. Before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing? Aubrey, we missed you last week. How are you? I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Spent That's the gist it. of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm alive. I'm kicking. I'm here. Glad to hear. We're glad to have you back. The people have missed you. I have missed the people. I feel like I've been gone forever. Yeah, seriously. Uh, at least for, we'll have you back for a few weeks until uh, Halloween Kills comes out. Yeah. All right, uh, Adam, what's going on? Yeah, you know, same old, doing good and keeping busy, watching as much stuff as possible. And Mr. Mark Hellis Reagans, how are you? I am really tired, really, <laughs> really tired. I've been working. Why is that? I've been working at my seasonal uh, other job. Uh, it's called a biggie. It's like a state fair. Well, it's a state fair for a bunch of uh, New England states. And uh, yeah, I am, uh, you know, I spend most of my time at my desk working and then I spend the rest of my day at my desk editing or recording. Uh, So I don't really get a lot of movement. But uh, this past weekend, I've been uh, I feel like Joey. I've been doing like a lot of physical labor and I am (laughs) exhausted now. Oh, no. That's all right. At at least I get to, uh, you know, press record (laughs) instead of going to bed. Uh, That's right. At least I get to do this for a while. That's right. The important things, the important things. (laughs) Excellent. Well, I, my friends, uh, have been doing absolutely nothing exciting or interesting. Just watching uh, movies, watching sports and uh, just trying to get some get some rest, relax, being vaxxed and relaxed. That's it. So we're a very boring, unexciting lot this week, but we've always got stuff to talk about. Adam, what is going on with you and your new comic book? That is one of the things that's been keeping me really busy. Um, <laughs> comic book out with a friend. It's called Social Studies. We uh, It's a slice of life comedy comic. We kind of write it like a sitcom, but then we want it to play out like a 90s cartoon, like the Nicktoons or Recess, something in those along those lines. And we launched a crowdfunding campaign, which is incredibly difficult if you've never run a crowdfunding campaign, just trying to spread the word 24-7. 
And what are you uh, crowdfunding for? What is the what's the end result oh, right. of this? Uh, <laughs> uh, we have our whole first chapter. We put it together into a soft cover book, so it's just about two hundred pages, uh, all full color. Whole first chapter of the comics, you get a nice chunk of the story. Uh, there's some other perks in there too, some uh, prints, some custom art, things like that. We're doing student IDs since it takes place mostly in a high school. Some fun things like that. So we're just trying to get the book into more hands so that people can jump on board the first chapter before our second chapter kicks off. Awesome. How many issues is in that first softcover? Seven issues. Seven issues. Wow. Wow, Mark. Seven issues already out. Trade on the way. More coming. Why do I feel like you're making a a personal dig at me? (laughs) (laughs) Not you specifically. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of comics. Hey, there is there is like five unhappy grandma scripts written the fact there's only two books that's a different story but at least the scripts are written (laughs) your job here is done exactly i did what i needed to do (laughs) excellent well adam we'll let you talk a little bit more about that towards the end of the show but uh people should definitely check it out yes definitely thank you and that being said uh, mark ellis why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more so was your podcast all right, so everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you'll find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the SoWizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions, and interviews. Uh, We have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. First of all, you know, I, I don't really know or care anything about social media. I don't even know what's out there or isn't out there. So that's irrelevant to me. It's <laughs> perfect. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Mark Ellis. All right. Well, uh, we've got news to discuss, so let's do it. Let's drop the drop and let's talk that news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, this is the the remake of Palooza week. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, Hollywood has run out of ideas, and now they just want to remake everything. I know this isn't something new, but for some reason, all of this news broke this week, and it's baffling to me. Uh, so let's start off with a trailer that we received this week. This one is a remake of the hit 90s movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer. 
I think that came out. Did that come out in the 90s? Or am I crazy? 1997. Oh, perfect. Perfect. All right. So this time, it's not a movie. It's actually going to be a Amazon TV show. Uh, now, when I saw this, I'm like, what a dumb idea. We already had like three of those I Know What You Did Last Summer movies. We don't need any more. Was there four? No. No way. Yes. Holy yes. Shit. I'll always know what you did last <laughs> summer. It came out in 2006. Good Lord. Uh, so, yeah, as a movie, I think they've run that into the ground as a TV show that actually could work, uh, especially in the age of uh, screen queens. Um, I think uh, a mystery TV show could actually work. So I don't know. What did you guys think of the trailer for? I know what you did last summer. The series. Let's start with Aubrey. She's stupid. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Aubrey, were you a fan of the original movie slash movies? I didn't watch the original movies. <laughs> what? Shit's stupid. I know you're not a horror movie fan, but I would figure at least that would have been right in your somewhat wheelhouse. No. no. Shit's stupid. <laughs> stupid. All right. So we'll push that one aside. Uh, Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about the I Know What You Did Last Summer, the series? Um, Man, I don't really feel any sort of like pull towards the I Know What You s- <laughs> cinematic universe, but... I remember really liking the first one. Wasn't the first one really good? Am I am I mistaking myself here? Yeah, the first one was good. Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it had some of those uh, '90s uh, woman crushes right. in there. Uh, gotta love uh, Buffy and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Good lord! But I, I don't. I mean, I remember liking it. I, I couldn't tell you a damn thing about it right now, except the guy wore a fisherman outfit, right? Yep. Um, but I, I, if I watch it right now, it'd almost be like watching it for the first time. I can't remember barely <laughs> anything about it. Never saw any of the sequels. Um, I don't know. This doesn't look very interesting to me. Okay. Um, I, I was kind of taken aback by the focus on teens partying in the trailer as opposed to um, like horror. <laughs> it really seemed like a weird focus. Um, I, I'm, I'm all for, uh, you know, barely legal girls kissing. But, man, you know. Wasn't this supposed to be a horror movie? <laughs> That's the mystery part. You watch, you know, eight episodes and you want to figure out, is this really a, a horror movie or horror yeah, TV the show? The mystery is when the FBI is coming to get you after you watch this <laughs> show. with <laughs> 16-year-old girls making out in it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's a hard pass for me. Okay. I, I, I would have to see. You know what? If I watched the first episode and it was good and it hooked me with a mystery then I would probably watch the rest of it. But just going off this trailer, uh, I'm just not interested. All right. Not for me. All right. All right. Mr. Wallyhawk, how about you, man? How did you feel about this trailer? I'm pretty much right there with Joey. Uh, the trailer didn't even give you what the premise is about. So if you had no knowledge of the 90s movie, this would mean nothing. <laughs> That's true. I also don't know how you get a full series out of it. And I'm pretty sure they already made this as a TV show called Pretty Little Liars. Oh, Yeah. That's the one that I was thinking. I knew there was some TV show that was about yeah, high school kids thing. and the mystery killer. That's right. That's what it was. So, yeah, it's a it's a no for me. All right. All right. Uh, I think I will check out the first episode just to see uh, if they're going to bring any new life to it. Um, yeah, Adam, like you said, if you wasn't familiar with the original movie, that trailer would not have sold you on what type of story this was. But uh, they are going on name recognition, which is what a lot of these reboots are doing or remakes. Uh, So this one is going to be on Amazon Prime October 15th. 
And uh, yeah, stay tuned. We'll see uh, if whoever checks it out. I know Aubrey won't, but <laughs> which one of us <laughs> checks it out? You can definitely uh, find us on sh- social media talking about it. All right. So, so that was it for the trailer. So now I'm going to wheel out the Colt 45 uh, Give a Fuck a Meter. Uh, and we're going to go over some of the other reboots that were announced this week. Reboot slash remakes. Uh, and, you know, from zero to five, let me know how much you give a fuck about these titles. All right. So starting with the first one, it is The Lost Boys. Uh, the Lost Boys was a 1987 hit movie, made a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> oh, I have to caveat these. A lot of these remakes came out or a lot of the originals that I'm going through came out before Aubrey was born. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure Aubrey isn't going to really care about any of these, <laughs> but I have to point that out. Uh, so The Lost Boys, uh, 1987 classic vampire story directed by Joel Schumacher, made a lot of money. Uh, they did some straight-to-DVD sequels. They've been trying to remake this movie for a while, and it looks like it's finally happening. It's going to be a movie, not a TV show. Uh, the names that are attached have not really done anything super worthwhile. Uh, the director did a couple of shows on Netflix, and the writer, uh, he's working on DC's Static Shock. So who knows if we'll ever see that. Uh, but yeah, a Lost Boys remake. Uh, let's go around a room. Let's start with Aubrey again. Aubrey, how do you feel? Zero to five, Lost Boys. Zero. <laughs> Jesus. Aubrey. Did you ever even see the original one? No. Wow. <laughs> I Aubrey. heard good things, but I just didn't care. I was going to say, I think you might like it. It is a good movie, but it is it is relatively a horror movie. So maybe that's not for you. Joey, what about you, dude? How do you feel about a Lost Boys remake? A reboot. Um, it's another, uh, almost similar to, I know what you did last summer. Like, well, I think the lost boys is way better than the first. I know what you did last summer, but it's, it's also had uh, a couple sequels, uh, that are terrible, um, start stop on reboots and TV shows and all sorts of stuff over the last five or six years. They're, they, they've been desperate to do this for a while. They're just dying to reboot this. I, I just, I think the first one is, is close to perfect. Um, as you're going to get for this type of movie. Um, so uh, unless they have some kind of crazy spin mm-hmm. that they're putting on it, I, I don't really know what the point is. They could make their own. I was going to say, well, what if it's, um, you know, all girls or, or takes place in the inner city or something. But like we've already seen some of these movies that are right. that, are that already anyway. So uh, like Vampires in the Bronx was <laughs> pretty much that. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do here other than use the anger of uh, people my and your age to, <laughs> to fuel their uh, their advertising. But I'm not like angry or anything. It's just I, I just don't see what the angle or point is. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, hashtag not my lost boys. I think That's right. <laughs> I think the, the reason that they're doing this is to get people like Aubrey, hopefully on board, people who didn't care about the original one who never saw it. You know, this would be new to them. Well, they failed <laughs> well let's not judge it too harshly well let's wait until it comes out uh mr wally hog dude how do you feel about oh i'm sorry joey zero to five uh what's your score oh for Lost sorry Boys? zero to five um i guess i'd give it a two and a half because i barely care and i'm interested to see what they're gonna do mm-hmm. but i don't like i don't have any high hopes for it. all right all right mr wally hog how do you feel about a lost boys remake I think the only thing it has going for it so far is it's got uh, one of the kids from Stranger Things and one of the kids from It, and all the kids in both of those are really good. Yep. But like you said, the people behind it making it haven't really done anything of note, so you don't know if you're getting 
like an ironic angle or a comedy angle or if they're going to try to play the horror more straight up. So I'm probably at like a two. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I think in a, uh, and it's very cool that you mentioned, uh, you know, Stranger Things and it, um, it also has uh, one of the kids from um, uh, Quiet Place. So, you know, I definitely think they're aiming for that, that teenage kind of horror thing that Stranger Things and it kind of started, not started, but kind of like uh, capitalized on. So, uh, yeah, I think they're aiming for that type of story. And I think that could work. Uh, both of uh, all of those actors are pretty good. So that does give me some hope. Uh, I'm going to say uh, three. I'm going to say three out of five because the first one is is a pretty much a classic. Uh, I think an updated version could be kind of cool. Right, so then the next one is Flight of the Navigator. This one is a 1986 movie uh, about a kid who uh, gets abducted by aliens, disappears for eight years, uh, comes back, and he's the exact same age, um, and then somehow winds up uh, helping out uh, the spaceship uh, fulfill its mission or something like that. I have, I've only seen the movie once. I barely remember it. The only thing I really remember is that Pee Wee Herman was the voice of the of the spaceship. Uh, but uh, yeah, Flight of the Navigator. Uh, this one is going to be directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, who uh, other than wearing heels in Jurassic World is also a kick-ass filmmaker um, from The Mandalorian. Uh, so that makes me excited. Uh, so let's go back around the room. Let's start with Wally Hawk this time. Zero to five. How do you feel about Flight of the Navigator remake? Bryce Dallas Howard is pretty good, but that also makes me think it's going to lean very kitty, like more Peach Dragon. Uh, uh, well, so it, that puts me at like a two. Have you ever seen the original one? I have not. Okay, because that's pretty much what it is. So. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, I guess a one then. All right, Joey, what about you? Dude? How do you feel about Flight of the Navigator remake? Uh, fuck off with this. <laughs> I love Flight of the Navigator. It's um, one of those hidden gems from when I was a kid. I've watched it like a million times. I own it on DVD. Um, it's a great movie. At least it was when I was like seven. Mm. I have not watched it in probably like 20 years. So who knows what it if it actually holds up or not. But I remember loving it as a kid and a teenager and um, a young adult. So I, I just another I don't understand why we have to remake this movie. <laughs> what what is it about this this story that's so important? And I think a lot of the aspects of it that are great are really uh, lightning in a bottle type stuff that you're not going to be able to capture again. I don't know. It's just like. The, the studios don't make these type of movies anymore. And we've talked about this on the show, but there's no like live action, like kid slash teen tween movies anymore that like have that kind of uh, just like nice, I guess, for lack of a better term, like um, not mean spirited or, or have no like ulterior motives to them, like uh, type of movies anymore. So uh, I don't really have much faith in studios to pull it off. Uh, I do like Bryce Dallas Howard. I thought her work in Mandalorian was good. She's really hot. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I just, I don't know, man. Uh, and the fact that they're like already starting with here comes the flight of the navigator remake and it's going to be all female. Right. Take that incel living in your parents' <laughs> basement already with the articles they're already starting. Uh, so you're like, Oh, well here, here's their advertising angle right off the bat. Um, yep. I'm not not ready to go to to die on a hill for Flight of the Navigator remake, but 
I just uh, the first one has a near and dear place to my heart, and I I just wonder what they're going to do with it. Like, who's going to be the voice of the spaceship in this one? It was Pee Wee Herman in the first one, um, and he did a great job. But you know, who who's going to be the voice of that? I don't know. Maybe Kevin Hart. I don't know. <laughs> you put that out there. I did. Um, so I'm going to give it a one strictly because I don't want to see this. All right. Um, that was my description close to what the movie was about, dude. I really haven't said last time I saw it, it was on Betamax. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Okay. He gets abducted by aliens. They, he comes back. No one can figure out why he's older. Um, they have the spaceship, the, the, the the government takes him to, I don't, again, I haven't seen it in like 20 years, but I've seen it a million times. They take him to like an army base or something where they're going to experiment on him or try to figure out why he, where he was and what happened to him. And they actually have the spaceship too. So he jumps in the spaceship and they fly away to get away from everybody and help them finish its mission or whatever its mission was. I don't really remember. But, yeah, I mean, it's like a kid's movie. It's a lighthearted kid's movie. So that sounds like really awful, actually. But <laughs> 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 it's saying it like the government kidnaps this kid. But like, no, um, it's really lighthearted, like family movie. It, I, I think it's great. It's on Disney Plus if anyone hasn't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. In the era of like uh, when Die Hard came out, there was a bunch of Die Hard movies. Uh, when E.T. came out, there was a bunch of like kids and alien slash uh, spaceship movies. So uh, this is way better than E.T. And it's way better than Mac and me. <laughs> I was going to so. say, it's not better than Mac and me. Screw that. <laughs> no, no one gets shot in it. <laughs> All right. So, Aubrey, I am very interested to know, have you ever seen Flight of the Navigator? I mean, you were a kid once. So I would imagine someone would have put this movie in front of you. It does sound familiar, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I've seen it since the first time I saw it, probably. It looks very familiar. The cover looks very familiar. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure I did see it. But it didn't really, like, uh, register in your brain? Like, uh, it didn't take a place in your heart like it did for Joey? Nope. (laughs) All right, so based on this idea, and I know how much you love Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, how do you feel about uh, Zero to Five? What would you give Flight of the Navigator Remake? Zero. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. Perfect. All right. So uh, I am going to give it a two. Uh, again, Bryce Dallas Howard just impressed the hell out of me on her episodes of The Mandalorian. So uh, yes, give her a franchise. Okay. All right. So then the last one is uh, this one is a, another movie that came out in the 90s. This is The Bodyguard. Uh, Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston, one of the biggest motion picture soundtracks of all time. Uh, this one, I'm actually surprised that they are trying to remake. Uh, they don't have a a cast yet. I don't even think they have a director yet, but they just hired a Tony-nominated uh, writer. So, yeah, 1992's The Bodyguard. Uh, they're going to be remaking that. Aubrey, 0-5, to five, what do you give The Bodyguard remake? Zero. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Did you ever see the first one? No. <laughs> I can imagine Arby's just in her like playpen playing with like, you know, like teething on some baby toys when these movies are, are being released. Uh, Joey, what about you, dude? How do you feel about a remake of The Bodyguard? Uh, at the risk of sounding like Aubrey, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it would always it would always depend on who the person being bodyguarded is and the type of music, but yes. this was just not my thing when it came out and it's not my thing still. So that's a zero out of five. For wow. Me. Jeez. All right. 
tough crowd. All right, Mr. Wally Hawk, how about you, dude? How do you feel about a bodyguard remake, zero to five? I'm not going to make things any better as a zero. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I'm curious is if Kevin Costner's in it again. <laughs> Same role. As an older bodyguard, this time he sacrifices himself by going into a tornado <laughs> to save the singer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, I love the bodyguard. I thought the movie was awesome. Um, Kevin Costner is still one of my favorite actors. At least he was back in the day, too, man, with Untouchables and freaking even Dances with Wolves. I, I, I thought the guy was awesome. So, yeah, I love the bodyguard. I thought the movie worked. I thought there was definitely room for improvement in the story. So a remake, uh, I am totally down for. Uh, it's a very simple concept. So, um, you know, it'd be really hard to make a bad version of this. As, as long as they amp up the action and make a good soundtrack, that's all I could want. So my zero to five, I'm, I'm going to say four. I think this is I think this material is ripe for a, a good remake. So, uh, yeah, I'm down for it. I'm surprised we never got Bodyguard 2 or... Uh... A remake sooner because that was a, a monster hit. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those movies that. Well, I mean, I know you guys probably. It's not really in your your wheelhouse, but when it came out, it was such like a classic film. It's one of those movies that you know you just you you don't want to at least. No one would think about trying to make a sequel to that. Like that would just be a straight to video disaster. Oh, glad. Wasn't it just carried on Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston and the song? Like, how are you going to replicate that? Yeah, exactly. That was one of the biggest selling points of it. But like I said, the story is thin. Uh, even the the third act twist is kind of like, really? But uh, there's a lot of, there's some, the skeleton of a really kick-ass movie is there. Um, and if you add a soundtrack to it, that's even better. So yeah, I think it can be done. All right. So uh, so yeah, so that's it. That's all that they've announced this week. Uh, not that much for the news, but uh, yeah, those are our thoughts on the upcoming remakes. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to review Kate from Netflix. Hey, this is Russ. This is Kyle. This is Michelle. From, from the Infectious Groove Podcast. Join us every Monday for the most fun you can have with a music podcast. The Infectious Groove Podcast uses a positive and fun approach as we take time every week to share our jammy jams, then dig into a thought-provoking topic discussing all decades and genres of music. You can find the Infectious Groove Podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can head to infectiousgroovepodcast.com to find us there and subscribe. We might have a controversial opinion here or there, but we always have have fun with it. Oh, I'm sure I'll say something dumb. Subscribe to the Infectious Groove Podcast, part of the Odd Pods Media Network. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to check out the new movie, Kate, on Netflix. We're going to start with our non-spoiler impressions, and then we are going to drop the drop and spoil Kate. So if you haven't seen it yet and you just want to know what we thought, you can bounce at that point. Otherwise, the rest of you can stick around for a little more discussion. Uh, before we get started, Aubrey, what is Kate all about? Slipped a fatal poison on her final job. A ruthless Tokyo assassin has less than 24 hours to find out who ordered the hit in exact revenge. Awesome. So we'll guess we'll just go around the room. We'll get our initial non-spoiler impressions of what we thought of Kate. Aubrey, what'd you think? I was bored. Okay. I don't like it. All right. All right. Uh, Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. Uh, I'm not quite sure it hits the mark exactly, but, uh, it's, if you want a mindless action movie, I think it's perfect for that. I think it's good for that. Okay. Uh, Adam. 
I ended up liking it more than I thought I would, but it still had that kind of empty, not quite there feeling that we're getting from all these straight to Netflix movies. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with um, all four of you, well, all three of you. The uh, movie left me feeling nothing when it was done. And I was I agree with Aubrey. I was bored probably about halfway through it. There were multiple times I checked um, how much time was left in the movie and was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought the movie was over at one point and there was still 35 minutes left. It's like, <laughs> oh, Jesus, seriously. It, it was uh, it was tough at points. It, it just felt like I had already seen the movie, even though I hadn't seen the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. It just didn't do anything to grab me at any point. So um, it sounds like it's all a very thumb in the middle to meh from us. Yep. So <laughs> if you haven't seen it and you still kind of want to, I guess now would be the time to leave because we're going to spoil it. So let's drop the drop and let's spoil uh, I've got some spoilers. What's the <laughs> spoiler? Yeah, Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's still funny, like, uh, nearly 20 years later. Um, let's start with things we liked. Aubrey, I know it doesn't sound like you liked much. Was there anything you liked about Kate on Netflix? Uh, not really. It, it just was kind of... Like, anything... I might have liked it just kind of was overpowered by everything that was boring and meh for me. Nothing. None of the actors, none of the action scenes, nothing. No, I was even kind of annoyed by the actors. Like I like Woody Harrelson. Um, but I think this is like the only movie where I've ever been super bothered by whitewashing. <laughs> what? I don't know. This sounds really weird, but there there's a so usually you're a huge fan of whitewashing, but no, it's just like normally it doesn't bother me as much as it did in this movie for some reason. Like normally it's like I can appreciate the movie for what it is, but maybe it was because this movie was so fucking stupid and boring that I was just annoyed by it. I'm annoyed there's this overly white American woman in Tokyo and she's the assassin. Like we couldn't have seriously gotten a a Japanese actor or actress to I can do that. We had to. Scarlett Johansson was busy. Yeah, we had to pick the whitest chick ever. And it just bothered me. Okay. Um, well, we haven't gotten to things we don't like yet. So uh, <laughs> we're going to move along to uh, Marcellus Reagan. Uh, yeah. So things I liked about this movie. It is whitewashing. <laughs> I love, love it. It's what you look for in films. <laughs> uh, this movie is violent as fuck and that i enjoyed um there was a lot of uh uh during the action scenes when she like goes to shoot people she would just straight up shoot them like there wasn't any kind of like posing like she's gonna do a cool pose and then shoot them she would just open fire and that i thought was really cool so the action scenes i thought were let me see they're violent and they're choreographed they're just not choreographed well that i want to like uh really emphasize the action in it, but there's enough of them that makes it very entertaining. Um, I thought the girl that played Ani, Annie, whatever her name was, I thought she was really good. I liked that there was uh, some of the the settings in Japan. It actually looked like they filmed the movie in Japan. It didn't look like Fast and the Furious 9 where they went to Tokyo, but it's really just an alley in, uh, outside of Hollywood. 
So that I thought was really cool. Um, a lot of the cool uh, cinematography and the direction I thought was really cool. You can tell that this movie was not directed by an American. Uh, he had a really good sense of uh, where he wanted to put the camera for certain uh, action scenes. And that I thought was really cool. That I thought kept it really interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Some cool shots, some a lot of violent, violent scenes, and uh, some cool action. It's not the hand to hand combat was a little wonky, though. Okay. Um, Adam Wallyhawk, um, how excited for you for Ryan Gosling as uh, T'Challa? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I'm right there with Mark on the action scenes. Uh, they were very cool. They weren't, you know, like raid level or. Um, John Wick level, but few things are. So that took me by surprise. I was expecting it to be kind of soft on the action, but they really went for it. Um, The sound effects actually jumped out. That was pretty well done. It didn't have like the over Hollywoodized gun sounds and everything. And for the amount of shooting Mm -hmm. they did, it kind of stuck out. Nothing really story wise, because like you were saying, you've seen this movie, even if you haven't seen this movie. Oh, we're not doing that part. Sorry. Uh, So, yeah, the action and um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead did grow on me after like the first 20, 30 minutes. All right. Well, uh, for me, things I liked. Wow. Um, hmm. I did like the setting. I agree with you there, Mark. I think it looked really good. Um, It looked like Tokyo and. It didn't look like a idealized version of Tokyo. Like we saw like the back alleys and things like that. It wasn't just that one like square in the center of town where people cross the street in front of a neon signs. Right. <laughs> um, no one hung a Mexican flag in their window <laughs> to, uh, to signal where to go in this one. Um, it, no, it, the movie looked really good. It was decently shot. Um, the action scenes were this is supposed to be things we liked. They were okay. There's not really, there's maybe like one memorable scene. I think when she went to find the first Yakuza people in that like traditional house that had like the paper walls, I think that's probably the best action scene in the movie. Um, unfortunately it's also one of the first ones, but, um, for the most part, the actions were okay. (sighs) Woody Harrelson's good in anything. Um, We'll see if he can even be good in Carnage. Um, uh, yeah, so Aubrey, what were some things that you <laughs> didn't like about Kate? Um, like I said earlier, the, the whitewashing really bothered me. And normally, like, the story is good enough to where I can be like, okay, I guess I can somewhat forgive that. In a sense, like, I'm not as bothered. But for some reason, it really pissed me off in this movie. And I couldn't get past it because I'm like, do we, do we really believe that there's this American woman running through the streets of Tokyo and is somehow an assassin for no fucking reason? And it just it pissed me off. Um, the story was shit. I did, we've seen this movie a million times. I'm pretty sure we just watched it. What the fuck movie was that? Um, Gunpowder milkshake. milkshake. <laughs> yeah, we just fucking watched it. It's stupid. So I couldn't buy into it at all. And yeah, it was it was very boring. I feel like Netflix is just redoing the same movie over and over again, but every now and then changing genders and setting. Kind of watch this movie with Chris Hemsworth too in extraction, like a little bit, you know, it just 
I'm over it. Okay. All right. Uh, Mark Ellis, uh, what about things you didn't like? Uh, you know, okay. So before I, there was a couple of things that I did like before I get into things I didn't like. Oh, I, I okay. really liked her flashback. Like, I really like her origin story. I like how it was told through a flashback with her life flashing before her eyes. And it was really quick. We didn't need the whole, like, 20-minute intro of how she got to be an assassin. They did it in, like, barely 60 seconds. And I got it. It was fine. Um, and I like the fact that she got shot twice by the little girl. <laughs> that I thought was really cool. Uh, okay, so things I didn't like. There's a chase scene where this movie turns into, like, a video game. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? It, oh, yeah, that was bad. It looked so bad. I mean, visually, it was it was bright and colorful and everything. But holy shit, it looked it just got turned into a CG video game. It looked like they didn't finish it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, yeah it looked, looked like, like the pre-res like <laughs> visualization of what the scene was supposed to be like the animatics got put on and they were like, just just turn the contrast up. Just make it really bright. And no one would notice. Uh, we, we all noticed, dude. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And I. And like Aubrey said, it feels like we just saw this movie in Gunpowder Milkshake. Like when, as soon as I didn't know Woody Harrelson was in this movie. And as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. He's going to be the guy that betrays her for a corporation, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, that I, I didn't like. I did not like the the hand to hand combat. And I'm the one that always like I for years have been championing Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Like, I love her. I think she's awesome. <laughs> I, you know, that's it. She did a really good job performance wise. Like I, she, her acting was really good in this movie. Her, you can very easily tell between her and a stunt coordinator or the, the stunt double. Very, <laughs> you can very easily tell the difference between the two because her punches were like, they were like slow. You know what I mean? Like the choreography was there, but it wasn't like at the fast pace. It looked very choreographed. So that really took me out of it. Um, despite the fact that it was super violent. Uh, there's a part at the end where the the main bad guy comes across the uh, the guy that's been trying to take over the the, the yakuza, take over his his company, and he pulls out a samurai sword, and I'm like, oh shit, here we go, we're gonna have a nice samurai sword fight. It's like three swings of the sword, and then it's over. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, what happened? That's it. I like blinked, and the fight's over already. Ah, fuck. So um, yeah, that I did that I that that bugged me a little bit. But yeah, and then the, like this, like I said, the story was simple. It could have been a little better. Uh, I if the fight choreography was like up to like ex- extraction level, this would be like a super high score for me. I couldn't care about all the other shit. But unfortunately, you can see the you can see how they're playing it out, and it 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 took me out of the movie. So um, yeah, I was not a fan of that. All right, Mr. Wallyhawk. What uh, did to, you like? To button on something Mark just said on something I did like before I get into didn't like again was I also liked the parallel where it looked like the little girl was going to become the next assassin and how she really took that to heart and wanted to stop it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I thought that was a cool addition to the same story. Uh, but what I didn't like, uh, I always like Woody Harrelson, but he was so wasted in this. They could have just picked someone lesser known and then you wouldn't have had the expectation of something great happening uh, that CG chase scene. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was real, real bad. Uh, I remember the score being kind of not great, even though I can't place my finger on why. Mm-hmm. The, the whole thing, none of it was atrocious aside from that chase scene. It was just so bland, and that's almost worse. The song in the beginning when they're in the vanilla van reminded me of the Teen Titans theme. 
<laughs> ah, oh wait, there was a cool like punk band I was playing on stage. Like they they're called uh, like band maids, and they're like Japanese girls dressed as maids playing music. That I thought was cool. I thought the uh, movie was going to be set at Mark Ellis's house because it was like <laughs> in the closed captions, it was like Japanese pop music intensifies. <laughs> <laughs> So, Wally Hawk, what else did you did you not like about it? Oh, I, sorry, I was I was looking for specifics, but I think the whole thing was just so bland. Like I said, it was just it's hard to even remember the movie. <laughs> when I was coming up to record this, like five minutes before we started, I was like, okay, we watched. Oh, that's right, we watched that Netflix movie. Okay, like I had to remember, like force the memories back in, mm. and I watched it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much of nothing. Uh, the, the stunt double thing, like you, you kind of hit all the, the big points seeing the stunt double on her. Cause in the beginning I was like, well, why did they cast her? She couldn't do it. They should have just cast the stunt person and then took Woody Harrelson out of it. And they could have cut the budget in half. She does have some really good, like the, the scene in the kitchen, the fight scene in the kitchen, uh, with her in the bottles, like she has the right attitude, like she can do it. And, and she did it in fucking birds of prey. Like she pulled off action scenes in that movie. I don't know what she it did. was about She's in the movie for like seven minutes. <laughs> I don't know what it was about her fight scenes in this one, but you can tell it's her. <laughs> I think they just made it quick. All right. Well, you guys definitely stole a lot of my thunder on some of this stuff. <laughs> um, let's just get it out, out, out of the out of the way. First of all, this movie is bland and it's it's another movie that exists because John Wick was a hit. Yep. Um, and I think was it uh, Atomic Blonde was another movie that came mm-hmm. out yeah, sadly, that, that yes. was. That was a hit. I never saw it because it just didn't fall within a time I could watch it. But I've heard some people like it. Some people don't. But I think those two movies uh, being pretty good size hits, especially John Wick turning into a franchise, has suddenly made John Wick. But it's uh, a type of movie. And we keep getting inundated with these things. And, and I want to watch them and like them all. But it's sadly, I thought uh, Gunpowder Milkshake was better than this. Um, right off the bat, the, the CG in that car chase scene, terrible terrible like, why is that in the movie under no circumstances should that be in the movie at all at all right if you don't have the budget to, to make it look right and you can't make it look right right around it do something else write a different scene anything do not have that i was i was completely taken out right away i was just like what is this bullshit <laughs> like what am i watching here um thankfully the movie never gets that bad again but that was terrible a movie like this is going to live and die on its action scenes. And I will a hundred percent agree with you guys. You can 100% tell when it's not her and when it's her. Yep. I did enjoy the brutality of the action, uh, action scenes a lot, especially like if she's killing somebody, she's not just hitting them once and then they fall and disappear. Um, you know, she's holding people, she's stabbing them multiple times. Like there, it was, there was some good action. There's some brutal action, but it's just, you get pulled so out of it. It, it again, I hate to keep bringing up the same movie, but it reminded me a lot of Karen Gillan in Gunpowder Milkshake, where I can see the gears turning in her head that I rehearsed this action scene. Now I punch up. Now I move down. Now I grab the guy like you can see them her going through the choreography in her head while they're doing the scene. I, I just they, they just didn't work for me. And I agree with Adam. It, it, why would you just not cast an unknown who can handle the action and a, a decent amount of the acting. I'd rather have shittier acting and better action in this type of movie than better acting and shitty action. Like this movie lives and dies on its action scenes and they're good, but they're not good enough. And that, that's really it. I mean, otherwise it's just a very dry, boring 
movie like we've seen a million of before. I just there there's nothing here, man. I'm not going to remember this when we a month and a half from now when we're making starting to get together our lists of best and worst of the year. I'm not going to remember I even saw this movie unless I see it on Letterbox. And in a year from now, I probably won't remember I saw it at all. <laughs> uh, just pretty disappointing. It, it felt a lot like the filmmakers had an idea and they had ideas for cool scenes but they had no concept of how to put them together into a movie that works. So uh, just all around a very meh experience um, for me at least. But Aubrey, we've got to get it a score zero to five, five being the best and zero being the worst. Please tell us what you have for Kate. Um, I'm going to give it a one. Wow. And you're usually it was an easy very scorer. fucking boring. Wow. Okay. A one. Uh, Marcellus, how about you? Uh, I do want to, uh, reiterate if you just want to turn off your brain and watch some good violent violent action then definitely check it out uh i'm gonna give it overall a three out of five jesus <laughs> is that because you love mary elizabeth winston <laughs> no no that's not i thought the i thought the action scenes were, were cool like her stabbing a guy through the throat and it coming out of his nose i thought that was actually pretty cool i just wish that uh you know the scene the scene of her walking into the the building in slow motion with the sunglasses and a cigarette i'm like oh come on come on so uh <laughs> yeah you know i think just watch it for the action scenes 3 out of 5 okay. is good enough all right uh adam wallyhawk how about you i will also say just watch it for the action scenes but 2 out of 5 <laughs> All right. Um, so this is a tough one for me because I, I definitely liked Gunpowder Milkshake way better than this, but neither of them are good movies. But I don't think this is deserving of being like a one and a half. So I guess I'm going to go with a two. I guess I'll go with a two. It's not incompetent. It's just not good. So two out of five for me. That's our review of Kate's now showing on Netflix. It may be in theaters in some countries, but it's definitely on Netflix in the United States. Um so check it out. Let us know what you thought on social media. And now we're going to wrap it up. But we're not going to do recommendations. I want to know. I want to know. The remake of The Bodyguard. Who is The Bodyguard? And what are they bodyguarding? Aubrey. Nah. What are they bodyguarding? Yeah, I mean, it could be a band. It could be a um, person. Um, It'll be some rich kid. And it'll be The Rock. <laughs> all right all right all right uh Marcellus, how about you all right so in my ideal world of the bodyguard remake at first i thought it would be perfect to have a uh, chris evans and uh lizzo as uh, the singer <laughs> <laughs> and then i thought you know i would rep maybe frank grillo as the bodyguard and uh bad barbie as the as the singer or be had be hobby as uh, i like to call her uh, but in my ideal world for the Bodyguard remake, it's got to be Michael B. Jordan and Doja Cat. I will pay, take all of my money. I want to see that movie tomorrow. Oh, Jesus. Will there be a dance remix of I Will Always Love You on the soundtrack? God willing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Adam Wallyhawk, uh, how about you? Kevin Hart guarding a rich person's dog. <laughs> <laughs> Who's playing the rich person? It would be like a um, like a fake influencer, like not even like a real popular celebrity, but like an influencer. All if right. this is a real thing, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> that actually sounds like the closest to what it could be. Um, Adam, tell us where people can find uh, your social studies Indiegogo. 
Uh, yeah, the easiest thing to do is just go to socialstudiescomic.com. we got a banner on the bottom of every page. It'll take you right there. It's a good deal. 25 bucks for the whole book. It's almost 200 pages, seven issues. That's 25 shipped? Uh, $5 for shipping. Awesome. All right. So 30 bucks all in and get seven issues of Social Studies Comic by Adam. We wouldn't let him on to pimp it if it wasn't good. So definitely go to Indiegogo and check it out. Wow. Um, so my original choice was uh, Gwen Stefani being guarded by me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I would say like baby metal <laughs> <laughs> uh, being guarded by, I don't know, just uh, the guy that is that was a fucking kickboxer in kickboxer remake. Oh, boo. <laughs> Two and three. It was also uh, Boyka and Boyka Undisputed. <laughs> I want it to be a bad, like, direct-to-video type action movie. I want, like, it to be Bodyguard, comma, T-O-O. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that you should guard yourself while you visit SoWizardPodcast.com and check out all the links to all of our social media on the right-hand side of the page, movie reviews, streaming picks, comic reviews, so much more. So is podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, good pods, or anywhere else under the sun. We will be there where you find your favorite podcast. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash. So is podcast. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Most of it, I would say 99.99999% of it done by Mr. Adam Wallyhawk himself. Uh, tons of content. We just uploaded for fan expo Boston. So check it out. Don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com backslash. So is podcast where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and content this month. It's the only place to hear our review of the Witcher anime, uh, from Netflix, as well as the first movie in the Evangelion Rebuild series on our video podcast. I think that's all I got uh, next week on the show. It's a very exciting time for us. Fingers crossed we will be reviewing Nicolas Cage is Prisoners of the Ghostland, unless uh, something conspires to not let us. So that should be interesting. I cannot wait to hear what Aubrey thinks of that. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, back from assignment. It's Aubrey Litchfield. Kill me. <laughs> the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, Hollywood, I'm still waiting for my live action Titan AE reboot. Uh, everybody have a good week and Wakanda forever. The man, the myth, the legend, direct from YouTube, Mr. Adam Wallyhawk. Socialstudiescomic.com, and I had to look up what the hell baby metal was, but thanks for having me. <laughs> Give me we'll chocolate. See, we'll see you guys next week. Good journey. <laughs> <laughs>